Hey everybody, it's Kev Hempel here with the uh, Kevin Hempel podcast. Uh, I am here with Justin Pastorius and Mike Azavita. Azavita? Azavitas? Azavito. Mike Azavito. Uh, both of which are going to be running, uh, all three of us are running together on November 20th, 2020. Uh, we're going to be doing 200 miles. Um, I know that that mileage is a crazy thing to kind of even comprehend as I drive around the Bay Area. I I look at the mountains and stuff that we're going to be running through and the 35,000, you know, feet of elevation running around and uh, the 80 hours it's, you know, we're hoping it's going to take us. And it's a pretty wild idea and wild concept that um, started this past year. Um, I am so blessed to be able to be running next to these two guys. And we just wanted to kind of come on and talk more about how, uh, how and why we're kind of running and, um, the whole importance of raising money and funds for um, unravel pediatric cancer and uh, just chat a little bit with each other. Just, just a lot of people were asking us why we're doing what we're doing and want to hear more from, from the three of us. And uh, so I'm going to pass it over to Justin and Justin, why don't you introduce yourself and kind of chat a little bit, um, talk about why you're doing what you're doing. Yep. Uh, Justin Pastorius. Um why I'm doing what I'm doing. Uh, the long, short answer of that is, you know, I spent, I spent so much of my life um, as an addict and, and my life of addiction came to a halt um, when I was 28 years old. Uh, I gained a bunch of weight, was severely out of shape. Um, you know, after I got sober, we, me and my wife did have two kids and, and uh, you know, she lost the pregnancy weight and I kept the pregnancy weight. And, you know, as... <laughs> as I was rolling around with these kids, um, when they were little, man, I just, I really, um, felt that I just needed to do something as, as far as my physical health. I got the sobriety thing under control and that led me into, into a, into a relationship with Jesus Christ. And, <clears throat> but the, the physical body was something that, uh, that I needed to, uh, get under control. And so, um, I joined a gym and, and, uh, that gym led me to some, some pretty amazing friendships. Two of these guys that I'm looking at are, are, are two of them. And um, in that, a, a competitor birthed out of me, man. It just, uh, I, I got myself into, into um, a physical shape that I'd never had before. And um, really like, you know, the, the, this, this little kind of drive thing kind of ignited in me. And, and I, I competed in a couple of events over the past couple of years. And, and uh, last year, um, me and my partner had trained pretty significantly, um, to place pretty highly in the, in an event that we were doing called the Endeavor Team Challenge. And, um, my partner went down and got sick and we had, we had to drop out of the race. And, um, there was, there was a hole that was left to me on the competitor standpoint from that, from that point. So, um, <clears throat> I kept training and I didn't know what was next. And, and Kevin, you know, he, he had ran a hundred miles last year. And, and after he completed that, just seeing, kind of what he was able to do um, pressing beyond his limits really kind of really kind of ins inspired me in, on the running aspect. Like I'd never considered myself to be a runner. Um, when he did the hundred miles on the road, I was not interested in that whatsoever. And he started talking about then doing 200 miles and I thought he was nuts. Um, and, uh, and as he was talking about this, he started talking about maybe putting together, you know, a 200 mile, you know, road trail run. And that, that was definitely something that was more enticing to me. And, um, you know, the, the lead up to that, just how kind of God designed and, and ordained, ordained the whole thing was, um, 
was was pretty cool man and then and then you know the thought of uh doing it to raise money and especially for an organization like unravel pediatric cancer i you know have pretty first-hand experience in in uh enduring some loss in 2001 my little sister got in a serious car accident and um <clears throat> she survived and lived um in a, in a pretty banged up uh in a pretty banged up version of herself for, for 16 years before she passed away. So when Kevin started to talk about unravel pediatric cancer, I knew, I knew firsthand what it's like to have life being interrupted. Um, life can seemingly be going one way and all of a sudden you get some news that completely changes that direction. And so understanding what some of these families are going through as far as um, getting some news that their, their child is, is faced with a, uh, almost impassable mountain. Um, if, if I could do just a little bit to come alongside and, and raise some awareness and, and raise some, some money and, um, do something just to, just to partner it really, um, that, that's kind of really what sealed the deal. I mean, I most certainly probably would have just went out and ran with Kevin 200 miles, but the fact that we were able to partner with an organization such as Unravel, um, that, that really, you know, that, that that's, for me, that could, that is the driving force, honestly. Like to, to think that I can take one step at a time and, and put my body through some some probably pretty significant physical pain, but it pales in comparison to what some of these kids are going through and some of these families are going through. So um, that that is my, my short, long answer of why I'm doing what I'm doing. Pretty amazing, man. Just as you said that, that little ring that came in, uh, we just got another donation. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so right before this, um, I posted on Facebook because uh, I was looking for the website so that we can kind of throw that out there and post it on Facebook there and there's another donation. So that's, that's awesome. And you know, it's because of, it's, it's because of the way that we're doing it and the stories that we're going to be sharing and what we're sharing right now that like uh, is going to allow us to really uh, reach the goal that we're shooting. Like right now we decided as, as the three of us to raise uh, up to $50,000. And so that's a big that that's a big chunk you know um and so i think in all like we do have to find this this internal fire within us and have a larger reason than just running the 200 miles like that's because it's going to be tough and the training's tough right now and, and it's going to be tough to get there so um i think it is important to really recognize that there is some uh, there is a deeper reason for why we're really doing what we're doing so that's right pretty cool stuff michael you're up, man. What's going on? Why you why you running? Why 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 why? Why the heck did I join and hang out with these fools? That's what I ask myself frequently. Uh, Michael Azevedo. Um, my story. Uh, you know, in my twenties, I got out of college and I never stopped the party, and that kind of was consistent for me for most of my twenties. And I always was in that mindset where, you know, I'll get in shape one day. I'm not worried about it, right? Um, and as I got into my late twenties and hit thirty. Um, you know, just got to a point where it was almost unbearable. And so I made a life decision that, you know, I'm not going to wait any longer. My 30th year, I want some abs and I want to start working out. And so that's really where my journey started. I joined a, I joined a gym and that's where I met uh, Justin and Kevin uh, and started training and working out and really trying to figure out, you know, the health component of life uh, and all around, right? Both physically, um, you know, nutrition and sports, as well as mentally, like trying to figure out where my head was and who I wanted to be as a person. Um, and, you know, just in working out with these guys, 
it got competitive and it got fun and we started training for things and I just started doing things I never thought I could, uh, you know, running a mile at the time seemed impossible. And so I just started taking one step in front of the other and we started doing things. And eventually I signed up and did the endeavor challenge <clears throat> that Justin had talked about with a buddy, you know, from the gym, we went out there and we just experienced, you know, these three days of just pain, right? Like it, it just hurt. And we were going through the mountains and we were getting slammed by, you know, these guys yelling at us, doing pull-ups and push-ups and just in the moment realizing that, you know, I am capable, that I am able to do this. And, and the thought processes that I had before where it was limiting myself, you know, that I could break through that. Um, and so getting through that, I learned a lot about myself and I learned a lot and, you know, I was always looking for the next challenge. So I started doing things like Spartans and running races and just trying was next you know running kind of stuck with me it became kind of my natural thing my thing that I started doing daily um and post with these guys right and we would run and talk about it. and Kevin ran his 100 miles and I ran I think a marathon I'd never I don't a marathon I did like six or seven years before on a whim but Kevin called me and he's like I'm gonna run this 100 miles 26 with you then so we went and I saw that with Michael, you're cutting out. I don't Why know. Did I stop at 20... Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Uh, so I was thinking after 26, why stop? Why not keep going? Um, and then Justin and Kevin came to me with the idea that, hey, we're going to run 200 miles and it's going to be trail running. You know, let's do it. There, and you know, I think in today's world, in a lot of different ways. Um, I, I think of, I think of these kids and just what they have to go through every single day. Um, and I think to myself that, you know, if, if I can punish myself just a few days and it make a difference in one of their lives, just, just for a minute, whatever it might be, it would be totally worth that. And, um, I think in where we're going right now with COVID and everything in people's minds and mental health, you know, something that I struggled with and, and you know, tried to get myself on path with and, I think it's more important now than ever to stand. And so that's really what's driving me. Couldn't think of a better organization or a better cause. And, and yeah, I mean, that's a, another long-winded answer of the why, I think, uh, that I'm here with these two fools trying to do something crazy. <laughs> and uh, that's pretty crazy. And for those of you that uh, haven't heard my story, I've shared it a lot, but um a little bit you know i grew up kind of the, the the chunky kid husky huskies from sears uh big bone yeah big boned big boned and uh didn't really get control of uh a lot of my physical fitness um until my uh middle 20s uh started doing century rides uh tried to run a marathon uh when i was like 22 or something like that ended up getting pretty badly hurt got to 19 miles of training forgot about it started road bike riding century rides put the bike away, had kids, you know, got married, went, started working full time and then just let my weight just get out of control. Um, uh, about two years ago, I think it was now I was, uh, 270, 73 pounds, really, um, just drunken on the couch and, uh, signed up to ride my mountain bike from San Francisco to LA, uh, 551 miles in seven days. I did that. And during that time, I was struggling mentally uh, on the ride down, but still had the willpower and mental fortitude to really bust through that. 
2017, my family had a pretty major, major experience with one of my daughters. Um, we battled through that. And then in 2018, the uh, drinking just got out of control. Um, it was like drinking five to five, six, six days a week and sometimes seven. And uh, just got the opportunity to choose sobriety. And then once I did that, uh, went to working out. You know, they, they say that you, you, you remove one addiction and you post it to another. Um, and so through that process and the research of, of the brain and uh, the mental instability and challenges that we can go through, I just kept working out. Uh, 2019 ran a ran a half marathon with my daughter. Uh, we ran 19 miles during that half marathon. And for those of you that don't know, uh, half marathons 13. Ended up running 19 because I had to run back for some other people who didn't train. Um, but I grabbed water and bananas and some aspirin for for others. And then while I was running that, my daughter looked to me and said, "You could run a marathon." And so we got in the car. And before I got home, I'd signed up for the Oakland Marathon three weeks later. Uh, ran that, and then the addiction to running took over. Uh, ran the marathon, was at the at the starting line of the Oakland Marathon in 2019, and a friend of mine was standing next to me, and she said, Kevin, what's your plan? What's your goal? And I told her, and she goes, be reasonable. And I looked at her and said, it's not even reasonable that I'm here. Like, I'm not even supposed to be here. And so um, I took off, and I finished the marathon, did that, and then while I was running that, I got the opportunity to choose to run 50 miles. And so I ran the 50 miles and then did a bunch of uh, 30 mile hikes. And then I fell in love with the trail running. And so that's when the goal of running a hundred miles came into play, raised some money for an organization called Rooms of Hope, uh, finished that, uh, kept going, kept going, kept going. And then um, went to Thailand with my wife and kids. And all of a sudden this 200 mile idea started to come around. And so, so began the training in 2020 for that. Um, it is a short timeline of, of scheduled, you know, and training process, but um you know, it's, it's crazy how this, this 200 mile thing comes about and, and, and how, and how, when, when you have like, when we have little goals that they start to grow and you start to build yourself through these challenges and you start to gain the ability mentally to really battle through those physical challenges that you're going to have. And then adding the components of having unraveled pediatric cancer to, to, to raise money for like the process, like that's just, it's it's like game over right um and for me like to be able to run next to these two guys you know and to be able to even have guys to run with or, or people another person to run with and train with like this is going to be awesome but the pain and the challenges that we're going to go through over the 80 hours of time over the 200 miles of time whatever we finish this thing in it 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 pales nothing into what these kids are going through and what the families go through that that really their lives become unraveled overnight, like within, within minutes even. Um, and so for me, there's going to be a lot, I know a lot of mileage pulling the strength from a lot of the kids that whose lives are never going to be the same. They're never going to go back to normal. You know, there was a conversation I was having with some of the unravel team yesterday and we were chatting a bit about how like everybody wants to go back to normal because of this 2020 COVID experience we're going through. Right. And we, we just, we want that, we want that sense of normalcy. And the reality is, is that, yeah, some of us might not have a job. Some of us might've lost our, our businesses. Some of us, you know, uh, have to homeschool our kids or wh whatever challenges everybody's going through. You will get the opportunity to get back to normal after this. Like, you're gonna be able to find another job. You're gonna be able to, to buy another house. You're gonna be able to fill your bank account again. You're gonna be able to do all these things. 
these kids it, with that, that received this, you know, um, this uh, a diagnosis are not like them and, and the families are not going to get back to normal. They never will. And so in my opinion, like if we have an opportunity to do something physically healthy for us and positive for us, and we can make a difference with just that, like $1, right? Like that $1 could be the difference between saving up one person's life or saving a million people's lives for, for, for eternity. Like that to me is important. So, I mean, yeah, that's a huge reason why for me, why I'm doing this stuff. And you know, it's, um, it's pretty crazy. And, and we appreciate all the donations that we're getting. We appreciate the support that we're getting, you know, in this whole process. Cause, cause it's pretty wild. Why don't, why don't you guys talk a little bit about the training and, you know, bring a window open to some of the training challenges and difficulties that we're having or things we're scared of or fearful, or what do we think about those things? Yeah. I mean, I think to your point, um, a lot of love we're getting right now, not only in donations, but support. And I mean, and that goes all the way into the training component, right? We, uh, we train pretty regularly. I mean, I think so far, how many attempts do we have <clears throat> at long, at some distances, like five or six at this point in the last two or three months. Um, it's pretty much every other weekend or every third weekend we're, we're putting, we're trying to put some serious mileage behind us. And I think our first one was, what was our first one? We went out and tried to do 30 out in uh, Morgan territory. Was that it? Up that Morgan to uh, Diablo? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brutal one. <laughs> <laughs> dehydration <laughs> oh, dehydration kicked in uh, i think we ran out of water at mile well you ran out of kevin ran out of mile what like 20 yeah. <laughs> the minimum the minimalist of the group <laughs> yeah. so I, I press the limit so 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 for those of you that follow like you know a lot of stuff i share online i'm always pressing the limit i'm always like always reaping that edge right that's what i do in life like i call myself an outlier today um, I, I tend to be that way. And so I'm always pressing the limits. So at this, at this event we did, we, I pressed the limits and tried to bring as minimal as possible to see how ultra weight I could get, you know, and uh, went a little too far. <laughs> well, but, you know, a, a big, a big component of this is what your body will do versus what your mind will tell it that it can't do. You know what I mean? Like you, one thing that I've learned over the past couple of years is that, that when you tell your body to, to go, it'll go. It's a machine. It'll move. It has more than your mind thinks that it has. And um, that, that's one of the, one of the things that um, I really love about this is where you get to get beyond the physicalness of it and you tap into something that's much higher. You have to lean on something that's much greater. It's not just going to be go out and do it and be mindless. You, you really do. It does take you to a place of tapping in uh, to something much greater than, your, than yourself. And the, the run that Michael was just referring to that we, when we ran out of water, I've, I've competed and I've been dehydrated before, but never like that. I, I, these guys will tell you, I am bebopping around. I usually have reserves. I'm still messing around. I'm still in good spirits. And, and uh, <clears throat> we, we got into a little bit of trouble and, and um, you know, it was at that, that exact moment that I, that I thought about these kids. And it was that exact moment that the, the dragonfly showed up and, and Kevin had, had told me about the significance to the dragonfly for unravel. And um, it, it was, it was that it was in that run in that moment that I was, that I was praying for all of us and praying for myself and that dragonfly showed up. And I swear to you 
there has been dragonflies everywhere. I just went to Mexico and the Lord put it on my heart that when I saw a dragonfly, I was to pray for these kids. There was hundreds of dragonflies. I must have prayed 45 times a day for the unravel kids because of these stinking dragonflies. But, but, but that, that is, you know, the, the training part of it, it isn't something that, that, and, and these guys will tell you that you just go out and do it's, it's not, that's, that's not what this is. It's you definitely have to take the necessary steps and take the necessary losses and get back on the horse and ride when you take those losses. And most certainly that, that time out at Morgan territory in Mount Diablo was a time where I'm like, man, if this was in during this 200 mile race, we'd be, we'd be in trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we learned a valuable lesson and, um, uh, and, and no doubt I had, there, there's not a, a single doubt in my mind that we will not complete this 200 miles. You know what I mean? The, the, us being linked together and the, the, as in the scriptures, it says iron sharpens iron and to be alongside these guys to battle through this and, and to have these dragonflies and these kids to think about and, um, is, is absolutely amazing. And I'm, I'm very excited. And like you said, Kevin, COVID, everybody has turned inwards. Like, Oh my gosh, how is this affecting my life? How is this, how am I going to get through distant learning with my kids? How am I going to do this? And for these families and even awareness right now with people even donating money, like I think intrinsically people want to be a part of something bigger than themselves, but COVID has really got everybody to be distracted, everybody to be over in their own little swirly stuff. And if we can go out during these training processes and, and, you know, I've had people comment like, dude, are you ever at home? You're always out. You seem like you're having fun and you're never wearing a mask. And you know what I mean? Like, but, but if we, if we can do a little bit something to be out and to create some awareness to get people to click a donate button. And I don't care if it's, if it's 50 cents or $500 or $50,000, you know what I mean? Like the fact that we can be out and be part of something to get people back into normal, you know what I mean? Like people do want to give and they do want to be a part of something. But I think people have kind of lost sight of that based on the media and COVID and racial stuff and election stuff and all this other junky stuff that really at the end of the day, doesn't really make a whole hell of a beans of difference to these kids that are laying in a hospital bed. It doesn't. No, no. I think a lot of a lot of people don't actually know that a lot of funding is on pause, like government funding, different funding from different school. All that stuff is on pause. But guess what isn't on pause? Like the diagnosis, right? Imagine being a parent right now and having your child diagnosed with you know cancer, or being diagnosed and both of the parents are not working. I mean, come on, man. Like, come on. Like, like all three of us have been blessed to be able to work through this whole experience. And we're not the only people that have been able to do that. Like, come on, man. Like, you know, it, we can get so caught up in our day-to-day stuff that we lose sight of a big picture. And of course you can always, you can always look at other things and minimize your own strife, but come on, man. you know what I mean? Like really at the end of the, at the end of the day, we live in the United States of America, the most financially monstrous country in the world. And, there's resources and if we can get people to, to to come together at this time and if this is the only way that unravel is making money and the only way we can't the, um, the pediatric cancer is getting any kind of funding press the button come on man come on yeah you can go without your starbucks you know what i mean come on <laughs> that's so true that's so true michael what are you hoping uh we got a couple more minutes here what are you hoping um what are you hoping to learn on this in the training for the 200, like through the process? Like, what are you, what are you most excited about? Besides watching out for Justin in the night. I know, man, these guys try to scare me. I'm a little jumpy. <laughs> hey, but I'll run both of them I'm calling right now. If someone scares me, I'll run. Um, 
You know, it's an interesting question because that, that learning piece is really important in my journey, right? And I try and take something away from everything that we do, even in the training, right? Every run, I think, you know, Kevin and I and Justin start shooting text messages, what we learned. What do we got to do different? What's got to be right? What's got to be wrong? You know, and, and each one brings its own challenges and its own learnings and its own you know, positives with it too. I think with the training of this, you know, a lot of people say the word crazy, like this is crazy. It's not possible. Um, and I think what I want to learn is what's, what is actually the perception of possible? Like what's impossible and what's possible? Cause I don't, I don't think that this is impossible. I think that it's going to hurt. I think it's going to suck, but I think that it's possible if you have your heart right and your head straight and you got the right people by your side with the right kind of planning and and that's kind of what we've been doing is we've been figuring this out. None of us are ultra marathoners with sponsorships and been doing this since our teenager years. Like that's just not us, right? We, we came into this a different way, our own paths. And we're learning as we go and we're trying to get the best, you know, the best research, talk to the right kind of people. But I think that what we bring to this table is heart. And I think what I want to learn next is how far can heart take you? How far can your mind take you once you have that sharp and straight? Uh, mm. And I think that's important. Mm. That's awesome. All right, guys, I think we need to do this again. There, I think there's, there, there's more that, that is sitting in the underbelly of our discussions here and, and I can feel it. Um, but let's just call this stage one, right? Let's call this stage one of the podcast, stage one of the video. Um, let's continue on the, the adventure and fundraising and the adventure training. And we got some major stuff coming up. And, you know, it's really funny. Just yesterday, I, I went out for a run and I ran six miles and I like got home and I was like, okay, I'm warm, okay. And uh, where else should I go now? Like, I wanted to run more. And I started thinking about it and I go, that's insane. Like, it takes me six miles to warm up. <laughs> like, I remember somebody asked me a couple weeks ago, how did you start running? How did you do that? And I was like, well, I woke up one day, put my shorts on, put my shoes on, my socks, put them in my zone, put my shirt, you know, grabbed some sunglasses, opened up the door and I took my first step. Like, that's how we did it. That's the word right there. You took your first step. Yeah, took the first step. That's what it takes. And that's like the hardest part. That's the hardest part. So um, thank you, everybody, for listening. And uh, what we're going to do is in the comment section where we post this and uh, in the uh, uh, profiles of each one of our pages, you're going to start seeing the um, unravel links. Um, I believe it's an everyday hero. And so you can be able to donate if you find it in your heart to be able to donate to us or support us in any way, even just a simple share is is awesome and uh, you're gonna start seeing some more information coming about us and about each other's story and the different training modules. And if you are interested in you know, running during the training and stuff, contact one of us, direct message on Facebook or you know, shoot us an email or whatever. Um, the website kevinhempel.com is gonna have a special page in the coming weeks that'll go directly to uh, the fundraising for Unravel and uh, the uh, November 20th, 2020 run day. So should be pretty interesting. Um, you'll be able to find the map and everything else and keep a, keep a um, progress on the goals and everything else that we're doing. So we totally appreciate you. Absolutely love the support. And uh, we'll be chatting soon, I guess. Yeah. Any, any last final word for anybody? No? Appreciate everybody. Click that button. A lot of children out there who could use our support right now. As you guys heard, this is, this is a passion project. So just whatever you got, and even if it's just a prayer, that's, that's, we'll take it. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, I, pre I appreciate everybody that's coming along this journey with us, whether that be in prayer or virtually, or even that wants to join us for a couple of miles when we're doing this run training or during the, the, the actual run. 
And uh, like Michael said, hit the donate button, hit share. Social media is a monster. Give somebody an opportunity to look at something besides political posts and COVID information and all this stuff. Share, share, share. Make an impact. One final, one final thing I heard this morning. Somebody said, because of social media and technology, we will now know at least a thousand people over our lifetime. Just a thousand, right? True. A thousand people will know. And because of that, on social and technology, there were one person separated from over a million people. And because of that, we're two people separated from a billion. And so can you just think like, we have a thousand friends on social, we share that, we reach out, we're connected to a million. After that, because of the exponential process, you're connected to over a billion people. That's an opportunity to, to make a huge- Massive. So, all right, have a great day. <laughs>